On the 8th of October, Luxembourg nationals head to the polls to vote on a new government. Our city radio spoke to the main parties running to hear what they have to offer. This time, we're here with Fernand Cartesa from the ADR. Hello, Fernand. Hello, good afternoon. Just to go straight into it, mobility, the environment, housing, security, there are many issues that Luxembourg is currently dealing with. What is the ADR's number one priority? Well, I think the immediate priority for the security, because that is a major concern, I think, for many citizens in this country. We used to live in a country where we could go out into the street without any risks, without any uh, reason to have fear. This changed dramatically, especially in some of the regions, some of the quarters of the city, like the Quartier de la Guerre in Luxembourg City, also in Ettelbrück, in Esch. And this is very important for the quality of life of people, but also for Luxembourg as an, uh, an international center for economy, because people look in where they want to invest and they want to have a secure environment. They want to have a good place to live for them and their families. So you were part of the opposition in the government. What lessons did you learn from that time? And what are you taking with you in the next election campaign? Well, the opposition is a very important role. Many people in, uh, would say, uh, many politicians would say that they don't like that job. We like to be in the opposition. Of course, we would prefer as everybody else to be in government, but actually making a good opposition politics is a very, very important role uh, in the interest of our democratic life. You can give a lot of impulse to politics. In general, the rule is you have an idea, Everybody refuses the idea immediately because it comes from the opposition. Then they wait for two and three months and they come back with the same idea and they say it's, it's, it's theirs. So, and in the end you win because your idea makes the way, but it, it, it takes not the direct way, but it takes some time and then they come back with it. When I talked with Luxembourgish voters who are a bit younger, a lot of them didn't really seem to know who to vote for because they felt like everybody was bringing similar arguments to the table, what would you do that's different from the others? Well, I think that the analysis is correct. Uh, we tend to say, at least uh, in our internal discussions, that there are only three parties in Luxembourg. It's the left. Uh, the left has very clear ideas. It's the, and then you have this whole bunch of uh, mainstream parties, which indeed are difficult to uh, distinguish one from the other and then we, you have ADR which is a conservative party and again has very clear ideas. So um, I think it's important to bring, well to do our best to be also on the social media that younger people tend to visit in order to present our ideas. Um, so currently only Luxembourgers can vote in the national elections. Would you be up for changing that and if not, why would you not be interested in 48% of the population being able to vote? Well, we had a referendum on that issue a few years ago and the answer was very clearly no. 80% of the population roughly said that they don't want uh, foreigners to uh, have the right to participate in national elections. That is basically the same position than all other European countries have. It's everywhere the same. We simply apply the same rule than all other nations in Europe. So one of the key aspects of your campaign is that you want to limit growth. Considering that there already is a strain brought on by the lack of uh, workforce and infrastructures, how would you envision improving infrastructures if there's not the people 
there to support it. Well, that's one of the reasons why we want to limit growth. We have, as everybody knows, we have to have a certain growth in our country in order to sustain the economic life, in order to stay also competitive and so on, and to assure social wealth, welfare also. So we, we need growth and we need a working economy. The point is that we can't afford the consequences of a very, very rapid growth that we have known over the last years with the demographic uh, growth that ha is in Europe unequaled. How would you envision in a practical way limiting this growth? Well, it has a number of factors, of course. Uh, it, 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 one of the key issues is, of course, that we have to be very selective on the on the incoming industries, incoming uh, companies that we would welcome here. So we have to be very selective. We say, of course, those who come are welcome, but we have to be very selective in order to be sure that they are highly productive so that we don't hire a lot of workforce for something that is not really uh, generating a high gain. Then we have also to reconsider the freedom of um, uh, movement in the, in the European Union because we have to, for the time being, you don't have to fulfill many conditions if you want to live in another member country. Uh, we uh, really envisage whether we should not discuss that more closely also with other countries in the European Union in order to re-evaluate the system and in order to see whether we should have perhaps additional, um, additional um, requirements as uh, other countries also have in order to be sure that the people who come here can also assure their own living. Thank you very much, Anna, for answering my questions and we we'll look forward to seeing the results. Um, thank you for the interview and for your patience with my, my very broken English that I used today.